looking to step up to the microphone. Today we're going to talk about standing up. We've all been uh, kind of sitting back scared since January 20th at least, if not before then. Not wanting to take any action. We sit there and talk a big game, but we don't want to take any action. We forget that we had someone go before us to ruffle the feathers of the enemy. And we're too scared to help them out. Let's talk about someone else that went out and ruffled the feathers of the enemy, took the enemy out, and scared the enemy, and what happened afterwards. I'm talking about David. King David from the Bible went out, slew Goliath, and then the kingdom of Israel changed dramatically in a good way. So that's what we're going to take a look at today, and that's what we're going to talk about. David and his mighty men. Everyone remembers King David. He started out as the little shepherd boy. You know, the one that killed the lion. Killed Goliath the sword. Anointed by Samuel to take over because King Saul didn't obey God. That guy. Well, do you remember in the story, in history, Israel was terrified to go up against the Philistines. Israel being mocked. So he said, no, I'll take him out. Took five smooth stones, knocked the giant down with a slingshot, chopped his head off. What happened afterwards? Amazing. If you sit there and you read through Kings and Chronicles, he inspired the Israelites and their army to stand up and fight. They weren't terrified anymore. You had guys going out with their spears and killing 300 to 800 men. In one battle. They quit being scared. It took him standing up to Goliath because they were all terrified. Once they saw a 15 year old boy go up against Goliath and take him down, that, that fixed the whole resolve in their heart. They stood up. They fought. Why don't we do that? We saw David take on Goliath for four years. Five years actually. And he's actually still taking them on. But yet we don't want to stand up. We're sitting here terrified of, oh my goodness, what will Goliath do to us? Well, why are we being cowards? Why are we not standing up? We need to get up. We need to walk up to these slippery little snakes and tell them how it is. That they aren't going to sit there and inject stuff in us and do things to us. That we're going to stand up to them. That we're, we're woke up. That our David woke us up. I mean... David woke up Israel's army to God's power. Warriors woke up and became legends. This is our time to do the same. Why aren't we doing that? We can't do it behind a keyboard. I mean, we need to start standing up. I say we all go to the local flagpoles. Start having prayer meetings at the flagpoles on Fridays and Saturdays in the morning. It will irritate the heck out of them. We have to become inspired. That's what David did. He inspired Israel. The song was, Saul has killed his thousands, David his ten thousands. It just, it was an amazing time in Israel. The Israelites went from being fearful and scared, terrified, to being emboldened. They ran the Philistines out of town. They let them know who's boss. That's what we need to do. 
we need to back up our leader, the true leader of this country, the man with a spine, and stand up behind him and fight off these evil people trying to rule over us like, like they're tyrants, like they're dictators. They're not dictators. They don't have any power. We have the power. It's right there in the United States Constitution. It's for we, the people, the United States Constitution for America. This United States Constitution of America, that's a bunch of crud. It exists in an illegal format. But we are Americans, and we have laws that cannot be usurped by other laws being written in. Any law that goes against the Constitution is not legal. And it's time we start standing up and fighting against this. We need to be the mighty men and women for Donald Trump. Because he was trying to tell us this. You know, King David had certain traits about him. He was fearless. He wasn't scared of anything. He killed a bear and a lion. Then he killed Goliath. He went and lived out in the wilderness on the run. Just to make sure that, the, that Saul's fury wasn't taken out on the people around him. He was compassionate. Always tried to do the right thing. He was righteous. Saul kept trying to kill him over and over again, but he still said, No, Saul's the king. Until Saul is dead, I cannot be king. I will not be king until Saul is dead. Well, that took almost 30 years, didn't it? 30 years. And then they tried to have two other kings take over. That didn't work out. Israel finally realized, hey, David's the anointed one. David's the chosen one per God. He's from the line of Judah. God said that Judah would reign. Wow. They didn't see that coming, did they? I mean, there were times where David had the chance to kill Saul, and he said, no, I'm not doing it. A couple times, one time he was in a cave, and the other time Saul was asleep. I mean, geez, talk about righteousness. Any other person would have taken Saul out right then and there. But no, David wouldn't do it. He was a great leader. If he wasn't willing to do it, then he wasn't going to let anyone else do it. Let's take the time that he wanted water from Bethlehem. He poured the water out. His soldiers went out and got it, went through the Philistines and killed a bunch of Philistines to get it. And he refused to drink it because... He did not want bloodshed for that water. He wanted peace. I mean, come on. He wanted peace. He didn't want to fight. He didn't want war. He wanted times of peace. That's what we need to be looking for. But right now we're in war. We're in a war in this country. We're in a war around the world. Good versus evil. Dark versus light. Light's going to win. It's going to take a bit. Unless there's a, a divine miracle, which I think there will be. But, you know, we need to stand up. We, we need to be righteous. We need to be fearless. We need to show leadership. I mean, and talking about leadership, he forgave his son that tried stealing the kingdom, Absalom. Yeah, Absalom ended up dying, getting hung in a tree, and then David's general put the sword through him after David told him not to. But he still forgave Absalom, even wept over him. I mean, that's the type of leadership we need right there. We don't want war. We'll stand up and fight if we have to. 
We're, we're going to be the mighty men that we need to be. We need to be the mighty men and women standing up for our beliefs. Quit cowering when they try to push homosexuality and the church on us. We have to stand up and tell them no. They're going to try to push all sorts of stuff at us. They're going to tell us that we're evil and mean and rude. No, we're just following the word of God. That's what we're doing. We're following our moral conscience given to us by the Holy Spirit because we're a new creation. And he said the things that they want for us are wrong. Another thing, why are we going to inject ourselves with all these drugs and these vaccines or take all these other drugs that they want us to take that really don't help us instead of trying to find a proper diet? I mean, it says it right there in the Bible. He will heal our land. Well, once you heal the land and you're eating right, your body gets healed. Get the proper vitamins and nutrients. It's really not that hard to understand. But let's get back to David. King David had reverence for the Lord. Let's look at when he tried to move the Ark of the Covenant. He tried doing it on a trailer with an ox pulling it. Realized that was the wrong way, so he went and studied and realized that it had to be done on poles. Wow. Who else would have taken the time to do that? And he was like, oh, just get it loaded back up, let's roll. No. He sat there and realized once it started falling off that, no, we need to do this the right way. He had reverence. He understood respect. The society we're in today doesn't understand respect at all. Not one bit. In today's world, leaders stab each other in the back for power. King David wouldn't do that. He waited for Saul to die. He ruled for seven years in Hebron because Israel wanted to have a different king. He had respect. And once Israel realized, hey, you know, that dude King David over in Judah, we probably should have just went with him the whole entire time and told Saul to hit the dust, kick bricks. They came and begged him to be king. Then he went, took over Jerusalem, created the city of David, which was the, the stronghold. Yeah, he had some ups and downs. I mean, killing a man to get to get another woman. Yeah, he had to repent for that. He lost a child because of that. But then he ended up with King Solomon after that. But yeah, he had his ups and downs. But overall, he had the heart of God. He impacted the nation of Israel in ways that no other person did until Jesus. He woke people up. We need people to wake up up quit letting these things go I mean look this week they had a mass shooting a Muslim guy decided to shoot up a grocery store and kill 10 people when are we gonna wake up to this it wasn't the guns fault it was the fact that we live in a society that teaches to hate they teach that violence is okay I mean look at the games kids are playing on their it's not that hard to see society's gone downhill really far downhill because we haven't repented it's hard to say that but it's true so we need to repent don't we we need to be like David like King David and just have a heart of repentance a reverent heart follow God follow his commands do what pleases him but no one wants to do that the closest thing we've had is Donald Trump Trump's not perfect. He's had his downfalls. But let's look. He's a lot like David. He led the battle for us. He woke us up. 
He threw the first stone at this Goliath for us. He always puts others before himself. You see all these stories where people helped him out. He'd go pay their house off, buy them a new car, clear their debts. He flew kids from one end of the country to the other for medical treatment. I mean, geez, what kind of a man does that? People don't do that. Other than Donald Trump. Because he has a, he has it. He inspired 80 plus million people to wake up. We need to wake up the rest of them. And also, like David, he wants things done the right way. Within the law. He wants justice and truth. I mean, how hard is that to be for? We all need a little justice and truth. In fact, we need a lot of it. If we had the real truth to everything that's been going on for the past 6,000 years, our minds would probably be blown. We wouldn't know what to do. Especially the past 2,000 years where the church has been usurped by who knows. But yeah, we need the truth. David had the truth. David knew the truth. Donald Trump knows the truth. He told us exactly what was going to happen. David knew what was happening. David was a prophet. Read Psalms. I mean, there are so many passages in Psalms that he wrote that prophetic about Christ, prophetic about the future. Because he was inspired by God. He inspired other men. I mean, how many people can you count on one hand that get you to wake up from your slumber and fight. Not many. I don't know very many that have woke me up enough to where I want to fight. Where I want to get up and go at them. Donald Trump did. General Flynn did. Seeing what they did to him, that woke me up. But what really woke me up was Jesus. Once I saw what's going on. Yeah, I woke up. I'm not going back to sleep. I see what these people are doing, and the more I learn, the more I realize they've been doing this for about 6,000 years. Just look at world history. Find the history that's not in the mainstream. You'll find out there's a certain group of people that have been hidden from the world that don't know who they are that tend to be the ones that get blamed and attacked most of the time. I'm not going to say who they are. I'll let you figure that one out. Do your research. Wake up. Once you figure out what's really going on, you're going to be mad. I know I was for a little bit. But once I started discerning all this, a bunch of peace came over me. Now that I've woke up, I'm ready to put on that armor. I'm ready to work those spiritual muscles out and put on that armor of God. Why don't we go over that armor of God real quick so we all know what it is. In 1 Thessalonians 5.8, it talks about that. The breastplate of righteousness. Ephesians 6.14, Isaiah 59.17, Philippians 3.9, and 1 Thessalonians. Then we have the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Ephesians 6.17, Hebrews 4.12, and John 6.63. The belt of truth. Ephesians 6.14, and John 14.6. The shoes of the gospel of peace. Ephesians 6.10, Isaiah 52.7, Galatians 5.15. Here's my favorite, the shield of faith. Ephesians 6.16 and 1 John 5.4. 
We need to be putting those on. That needs to be a daily deal. We need to step up in our armor and fight. We can't be silent anymore. That's why we got the sword of the spirit, the word of God. That sword is there to cut through better than any other weapon we've got. It is our offensive weapon. We need to use it. We need to understand that we need to know the Bible front and back. We need to quote, be able to quote scripture. Because the devil's going to quote it. And he's going to misinterpret it. And he's going to trick us. That's what the dude does. He says he's an angel of light and he tricks you. He uses the Bible against you. So you need to understand how to use the Bible against him. We need to be like David. Use the word of God against the devil. Use strength. Don't live in fear. Our strength is Jesus through the Holy Spirit. He is our sword. He's our butler. He's the dude that's telling us how to win. Believe it or not, we're going to win. We're going to step up and kick some butt. Remember, we're not wrestling against people. We're wrestling against princes and principalities. We're wrestling against demon angels that think that they're going to rule the world. They know they're not. God's told them they're not. That they're going to have a very bad sentence coming up for them once all this is settled. But right now, they're trying to take everyone down with them that they can. That's why we need that armor. That's why we need to snap into it, wake up, and be like David's mighty men. We've had our David. To wake us up. So wake up. Put your armor on. Work out a little bit. Get your spiritual nutrition. Let's rock this joint. The, the army of heaven is way stronger than the army of Lucifer. So if we're standing up and we're enlisted in that army of heaven, we're going to win. We just have to do it. Now, like I said, it's time to do a little bit of good news. I get all my good news off the Western Journal. Great site. Awesome for news. And there is some really good news. So let's get into it. Here's a story I saw earlier today that really piqued my attention. Jesus Christ would be against cancel culture. This is from the Western Journal pretty good article. You should read it. But yeah, he would be against cancel culture. Why do you want to cancel all these people? He gave us free will. We shouldn't be canceling anyone. Now here's something that's really cool. The media is freaking out because a little Christian basketball team has gotten to the sweet 16 in March Madness. They're saying this could cause deaths. They're so freaked out over this. You know what? It's not going to cause any deaths, unless there's just hate against them, which there is hate. Jesus said they'd hate us because of him. Oh well, drink your haterade, I'll drink my peaceerade, or whatever you want to call it. I'll shake your hand, get mad at me, Jesus wins, you lose. But yeah, I thought that was cool. The media frets over Christian University March Madness success. There could be deaths. Wow, they try to twist it for the worse, but it's going to work in God's glory. In fact, you know what, I'm going to prophesy right now. They'll get to the final four.
because Jesus is going to get them there. Yep, I said it first. If it doesn't happen, oh well. But I think they'll get at least to the final four because Jesus wants his name exalted above every other. Which brings me to another thing. Michigan community comes together to help down and out firefighter. This is how our community should be. Someone's hurting, we should help them. You gotta love that headline. Let's see what other headlines there are today. Another touching, another touching story. A military dad left 270 notes to put in his daughter's lunchbox. Wow, that just touches my heart right there. Also saw another story where a military dad came in while his son was doing jujitsu and was blindfolded and was the sparring partner and said the kid's nickname and wow almost cried on that one but you know there's all this good news and we're so focused on the bad talking about news though there is some prophetic news something biblical going on with the Red Sea right now y'all seen the ship that's stuck over there in the Suez Canal right around the area where Moses and the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea to get away from the Egyptians talk about prophetic you know God says there's gonna be a Red Sea moment this year <laughs> hopefully that's not it hopefully there's an actual Red Sea moment and divine reversal but wow Red Sea moment you talk about it wow that's just crazy but what other good news do we have today now that we've gone through the crazy whole ship gets stuck in the Suez Canal you know you gotta love Kelly Clarkson she's sitting there and helps some families out that went through two hurricanes it's right down the road from where I live in Lake Charles you know that's good people right there restored their houses after they went through two hurricanes that's amazing why can't more people be like that most celebrities sit there and raise money up and then go spend it on things that don't even go for the charity they raised it for we need more people like Kelly Clarkson out there another great story this one kinda touches me a little bit substitute teacher was living in his car a former student raised twenty seven thousand dollars to get the man back up on his feet talk about love that's love right there you gotta love it when we got good news like that then we got a disabled gunshot wound person teaching other people who've been disabled can't walk how to live with their injuries I mean this is the kind of uplifting stuff we need to be seeing in our news you can't get better than that I love it when we have uplifting news it just it's awesome why do we focus on the negative so much when we can focus on the positive the positive outweighs the negative 10 to 1 but we want to focus on the negative so much and stress ourselves out, give ourselves heart attacks and ulcers and whatever else. Man, let's just focus on the good. You know what's really good? The best news. The gospel. Best news ever right there. Jesus Christ died for our sins and he's coming back for us. What could be better than that? I don't think there is much better than that. Let's go through a few more headlines and then we'll kick it off for the night. Here's a good one. College dropout 
became a millionaire, then donates $20 million to a college he couldn't afford to go to when he was in college for scholarships. Talk about good news. A bunch of kids that can't afford to go to that school are going to get to go to that school. Let's just pray they're not there to indoctrinate. That they're actually there to teach. Otherwise, we'll have a messed up society still. Ex-porn star finds Jesus. You know, the porn industry is about to tank. I think a bunch of them are about to find Jesus. You know, more good news. Jesus is waking people up. Let's look at some of the celebrities that have come out and become Christians here recently and are going die hard for it. Kanye West. Die hard for Jesus. Make fun of me if you want to, but the dude's changed. He used to be a total jerk. And now he's living for Christ. You can tell through his actions. You can tell through his spouse's actions who can't stand him and is getting a divorce from him. Because she thinks he's gone off the cuckoo nest. He's jumped off ship. No. He's got on the correct ship. The one going to heaven. I mean, yeah. Kevin Sorbo, he's a great Christian actor. I think he's going to be an A-list star here soon once people start seeing all the junk. Or they've already seen all the junk from all these other actors. They're going to want to see people like Kevin Sorbo. They're going to want to see people like Dean Cain. John Schneider. I mean, those are the guys that are going to be getting the big ticket movies because we're going to want to see wholesome entertainment. We do want to see wholesome entertainment. I mean, me and the wife talked and we canceled Netflix. Because of their anti-Christian stance. I said, no, we can't do that anymore. They're not going to have good, wholesome shows on. They're going to program us on the television. They're going to try to tell us a vision to program us to be evil? No thanks. Let's stick with the Christian programming. Some pure flicks, some right now media. But yeah. Great things are happening. People we never thought would come to Jesus are coming to Jesus. I mean, look, we got a porn star that just came to Jesus. That's awesome. Someone else that came to Jesus that I didn't know came to Jesus was Anna Kate from Survivor. She is a big, big Christian. Gotta love her. She has her own channel on YouTube. You ought to watch it. Great influence for these up-and-coming young people. Great influence. Well, that's all we've got for tonight or today, whatever time you're listening.